Welcome to the How and the Why. With John Barrett Ingalls. Exploring and celebrating the creative process and the creative purpose of authors, editors, and artists that make up and inspire the Black Hill Press family. Black Hill Press is dedicated to the novella. We believe a great story is never defined by its length. Let's get creative. My name is John Barrett Ingalls, and this week and the upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking to uh, some of the participants in the Summer Writing Project who are receiving the most reads. And today, we are connected with Jennifer Flath, author of The Black Pearl. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am doing pretty well. It's Saturday. My kiddo is out of the house. It's quiet. <laughs> See, Good day. This, this is this is easy so far, right? Um, <laughs> um, tell us where we're we're connected with you. Where are you right now? I am. I mean, not like the... like it's physical, but where where do you live? Where 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 do you do your work? I I am on the west coast near Portland, Oregon. Okay. What part? Um, I have, I have well, family that lives in Salem, so are you like tied? Now that you ask, I'm actually in Washington, in Vancouver, on the other oh. side of the river. So depending on how you ask the question, you either get Washington or Portland, and they're both true. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the Black Pearl? Um, the Black Pearl is kind of a kind of a classic epic fantasy, the kind that I read when I was when I was growing up. Um, it's sort of aimed toward teenage girls, but um, I wanted it to be better written than some of what's out right now for teenage girls. Hmm. So it's sort of that big quest, you know, a girl who is stuck with an evil people who helps a prince escape and has to take them down. Good. Female empowerment. I love it. Um, now, is this the first thing that you've written, or have you been writing for a while? Um, this 
is a project that I've been working on for ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably probably 15 to 20 years off and on. So it's it's sort of the only major project that I always come back to. Um, I've never had anything officially published or, or anything like that. Um, how did you find out about Juke Pop and the summer writing project? Uh, this last November was the first time I did the NaNoWriMo. I don't even know how people say that. Um, the National Writing Month. Mm-hmm. And I think you said it perfectly. Okay, good. <laughs> Jukebox was one of their uh, sponsors, I believe, and it was a really interesting concept. Um, since my book is kind of massive, it's been really nice to work on it in chunks and also to get people to read it. There's no in-between nowadays between the no, no, no's of publishers who aren't really looking at your book anyway, Mm. and the crickets of self-publishing on Amazon where nobody but your mom reads it. (laughs) (laughs) But how did you get, uh, aside from just doing it on Jukebox, how how did you uh, decide that the summer writing project was your direction. I mean, because it is kind of, it puts a little bit of a narrow stipulation on on what you're writing. We can't end up being this, you know, huge, big thing. Did, did you feel like, how did you discover the summer writing project? Um, I thought that there was enough to what I was doing that I could take a contained piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um and and work around that for the summer writing project. But at this point, I'm sort of exploring, okay, how do I market myself? How do I find readers? Where are my readers? So I'm in that stage where I'm trying things and trying to be brave. Do you think that this book could be, like, broken into parts as, like, maybe a trilogy or... Do you still see it as I, one entity? I think that it is I think it's probably going in that direction. I would have to do I would have to do some work to make some clear breaks because when you work on something for as many years as I have, it just sort of goes and goes and goes and it keeps getting bigger and at this point I need to tighten it up, I think. Hmm. Um, the, the responses that you get through Juke Pop, I mean, I've, I've I've read through a lot. They all seem very favorable. Uh, how, how do you like having these strangers give you suggestions or uh, you know compliment what you're doing? Obviously, the compliments are great, but um, is it hard to have people For that the you most have? Part, yeah. For the most part, it's been really positive and. I love the jukebox community. It's been such a surprise to find this collection of authors that are all sort of in the same place and so supportive of each other. Um, That's been fantastic. 
and just the the random feedback. It was really unexpected. I mean, I have a little story that, like I said, is is sort of a epic fantasy aimed at teenage girls. So the fact that people have opinions about it is a little mind boggling. <laughs> So I've been surprised by the mass of feedback. And uh, it seems like a lot of your audience, uh, as far as the jukebox audience, are not teenage girls, which is pretty funny as well. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's funny to me, too, yeah. I mean, I've talked with um, some of our Black Hill Press's young adult authors, and uh, we, we discuss how this genre is called young adult, and it's not necessarily even a genre, really, but we call it young adult, and yet... There are uh, just swarms of old adults that are actually re- reading it and getting into it and making it a viable genre. Yeah, it's so trendy right now. When I started, when this was my idea a long time ago, it wasn't trendy. Nobody was doing this. Nobody was reading fantasy. There was no... There wasn't really a lot of fantasy aimed at young adults, that's for sure. And the whole concept of fairy tales, you know, being, you know, explored in deeper ways, and none of that was happening. So I, it's so interesting to me that the trend has gone this way. So 15 years ago, or about that time, you sat down at the computer, typewriter, a notebook, and had this idea and just started tackling it, or was it inspired by something, or like a, a dream, or... Um, what was it inspired <laughs> by? It, it was the first, the first opening scene where where you meet the heroine, um, it it really started there, which is odd for me because they don't do anything in order. But just this girl, just I had this idea of her, um, just this vague idea of that teenage struggle about knowing that you're cut out for something more but not knowing it and just that insecurity of I don't feel like I'm in the place where I belong. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I was t- talking to other YA authors, and I, I keep saying, I don't think that that just ends at being a teenage girl, because this is a grown adult man who still is like, oh, I'm waiting for that thing to show me, you know. So I, I think, it's, yeah, I think well, that's why you do get an adult audience that connects to it. And as I've, you know, as I've aged and I'm not that girl anymore, um, I do have a wider perspective on it is kind of everybody's it is kind of everybody's challenge in in life. You're stuck somewhere that you don't you don't want to be. Hmm. Tell us really quickly um, about how you go about writing. So now you have jukebox, which kind of gives you um, deadlines, so to speak, loose deadlines, but definitely with a summer writing project. There is a there is a, a a deadline and a date. How do you like working under those uh, conditions? I I need it. Um, deadlines are 
they're good things. I I have sort of I have sort of a mass of what I'm working on. I tend to work in disjointed pieces, like right before I go to bed, suddenly I'll, I'll, a conversation will pop into my mind. I, that's where a lot of my scenes start, conversations between two of my characters. Hmm. There's not a very fine line between writing and being a crazy person. I don't know. I have all these imaginary people in my head, and occasionally they'll just, start having conversations with each other. Um, <laughs> and so I try to keep notebooks everywhere and take them with me. I'll, I'll write down ideas. And then I I have to use programs like I was really able to organize myself when I finally got Scrivener and was able to start typing the disjointed scenes and just dragging them and putting them in order and mm. then filling in the detail of the setting and the places and um, getting people from point A to point B. So a lot of a lot of notebook, a lot of a lot of planning and then putting dropping things in as I wrote them completely out of order. Well, now you're forced to juke pop to put things in order. It's hard to jump ahead a couple chapters, I would imagine. Yeah, I've we've had this conversation, a lot of us authors, about how we write. And if I wasn't sort of, if I didn't have things sort of mostly planned out already, it would be a mess. It would either look brilliant because I would be hopping all over the place in my story or it would just be completely incoherent. <laughs> well, Jennifer, I uh, wish you the best of luck with this book and with everything else that you do. And, you know, again, congratulations on getting your your votes and your readership. And, uh, you know, I, I hope to hear wonderful things from you. Thank you very much. It's been a good experience. Oh, my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, keep writing. And we are also connected with Laura Morrison, author of How to Break an Evil Curse. Laura, welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Where Where are we reaching you right now? I live in the metro Detroit area. Okay. All right, I love it. All of our authors are all over America. So, give our listeners a uh, a little descriptor, a little teaser of what How to Break an Evil Curse is about. Um, well, it's like it's a it's a tongue-in-cheek sort of fantasy set in um like sort of a medieval-esque time and there are three main Three main uh, threads going throughout the story. There's the princess who's named Juliana, and she's um, let me think here. Oh, it's it's it's, it's a, a bit of a plot to sum up. Um, <laughs> she's she's cursed. She's living under a curse cast by mm-hmm. an evil wizard named Farland Phelps. And um, great name. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I invented some of my names. Most of them are born names like Warren or 
that sort of thing, but Farland Phelps is a good name. Um, he So the, the evil wizard, he curses um, Juliana's dad, who is the king, and um, so Juliana has grown up thinking that since she's cursed, she... The, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm so completely... No, that's okay. No. You're doing great. So curses the dad... <laughs> Yes, so, so she cursed the, the curse. Yes, here we go. Okay, the mm-hmm. curse is that um, his firstborn child cannot go out in the sunlight. Okay. Like, ever. They cannot be touched by the sun or they will die. Right. And so she has grown up in a dungeon her whole life. Um, they refurbished the dungeon fabulously, so it's fit for a princess. But she's grown up in a dungeon. She doesn't want to live in a dungeon, of course. So she, ever since she was eight years old, she's been tunneling out of the dungeon. And um, when, like, when she's 19 years old, she finally escapes. Um, she just wants to go out in the castle grounds for, you know, the night. She doesn't want to go and kill herself by getting right. touched by the sun. So right. she just wants to, to sneak out occasionally. Yeah. Exactly. She just wants to sneak out. But um, there's a counter curse, which is, um, it turns out to be, the hero of the story named Warren. And so they, of course, have to meet up because before a counter curse to be activated, they must fall in love. Absolutely. And so that all has to happen. And then the the third thread going on is that um, uh, Farland, Farland Phelps, the evil wizard, he and his accomplice Mirabella, who is a, a soulless lady who, who lives in a cave, they all, um, they, they're just trying to do, you know, evil, evil person stuff. Nefarious. Like, yeah, of that sort of stuff. So, so that's that's generally what's going on. They all the antics they get into when they're going about their their business, trying to break the curse and all of that. So. Now, now I have to say, like reading through a bit of this, it does it it feels a lot like uh, Princess Bride because it has, and and that's a great thing because what a wonderful book and a wonderful movie. But it is, yeah. That, definitely, that, I, if I was going to compare it to two, like definitely Princess Bride would be one of my comparisons, and Monty Python would be the other. Those are my yes. two heaviest influences there. So definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, I Both definitely. The I love. You get the uh, Monty Python elements in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really funny, um, and 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 really well written. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, where the idea came from, or how long you've been working on this? Well, the, the first bit of it, which was about Mirabella, the evil soulless lady, and her twin sister Lillian, who grows up to be the queen, that part I started like 10, 10 or 11 years ago when I was in college. And initially, I thought the story was going to be about Mirabella as the main character. Mm. But that didn't happen because you can't really have a soulless main character and expect any sort of development, to, any sort of character development to happen. So, so that 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 didn't shake out. And then I kind of stopped writing it for eight eight years. I didn't get back to that. And then I picked it up again recently and just started writing it. It just the way I I don't have a um, set sort of structure or even plot really that I follow because whenever I try to outline it, it just kind of falls apart and goes a different direction anyway. So I never really planned for it to be about Mirabella's niece, Juliana, instead mm. of about her, but it just it just happened. I just started, I picked it up again one day and just started writing and 
that's how it all unfolded. <laughs> how did you uh, discover Juke Pop? I discovered Juke Pop through um, NaNoWriMo. That's what I did. Um, that's what, when I started writing it again. It was through the National Novel Writing Month thing mm-hmm. um, last year. Yeah, and then um, Juke Pop. I think they had some advertisements on there, and that's how I discovered it. And uh, what brought you to uh, the decision to submit this for the summer writing project? Um, I just, I, my philosophy is just to throw my book at whatever um, I can and see mm-hmm. what happens. Does it? Do you feel like um, having it as a novella, novella length would? put constrictions on it or do you think that that's... I think I would my, I was thinking there that I would just um, take an excerpt out of my story because it is a, mm-hmm. it's a long story mm-hmm. but it's also I mean it's also going to be a series I'm working on the second book right now so it's not like I wouldn't be cutting down How to Break an Evil Curse to make it into a novella I would be um, doing an excerpt of it I believe oh okay as a, uh, like setting it up as a, uh, like a part one or part two or something like that? Or? Yeah, like, I, I, I think I could probably figure out something that would be able to stand alone. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I think it could happen. Uh, tell us a little bit about your process of writing. Like, well, how is your little writing area set up? Do you have a, uh, a pattern or a um, set way of, you know, a certain time of the day? Do you listen to certain music? Do you drink a specific cocktail? (laughs) I just, I have two little kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom right now, and I have two little kids. So I just, like, whenever I can get spare time, I do. Like, if if they're actually, on the rare occasion that they actually are being entertained by the television, I can, you know, quick duck away and write a little bit or, you know, when my husband comes home from work, I can, I'll go out to like a coffee shop and do a little bit of writing. Um, It's, I I don't have any set schedule or anything because it just does not work in my life. So just whenever I can cram some writing in, I do it. And I like to write it out by hand. I like to do my first draft by hand. So Hmm. it makes it easy to grab a notebook and just go wherever, whenever. You do your first draft of the chapter, or you write the first draft of everything by hand? I write the first draft of everything by hand. How do you like um, the the peer review setup with Jukepub? What was that? I'm sorry. The uh, peer review setup, like having direct feedback. Oh, I really, I love the feedback. I have gotten some amazing ideas. Like, there are even a few plot ideas that um, my readers had that were better than my idea. So I just, they, they were predicting what would happen in the future. Mm. And they they would just come up with an idea that was better than mine in a few instances. So I was I just sort of took their ideas instead of mine and ran with it. So I, I really like it. And there are a few characters um, who were supposed to be very minor characters that just had a lot of, interest that the readers really were very interested in these specific characters and so the I, I wrote a few um, extra chapters just for these characters and it really I think helped the plot a lot the uh, um, the comments that I get from other readers are really really helpful 
Um, what are some of your inspirations? I mean, I know you said Monty Python and, but, uh, yeah, Monty Python, um, a PG Woodhouse, uh, Perry Pratchett, um, Sarah Vowell, she's hilarious. I love her. She mm-hmm. she writes um, history, not not fiction, but she's just super hilarious, and I love the way she writes. Um, Kurt Vonnegut, Margaret Atwood. She's not very she's she's not known for her humor, but she's I, I love Margaret Atwood. Um, Gideon Defoe. Nobody knows about Gideon Defoe. He writes hilarious pirate books. He's wonderful. I love him. Um, and then yeah, Monty Python. Also, I gotta say, um, Monkey Island computer games, like these okay. computer games from the '90s, they're hilarious. They're so funny. <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it's a computer game, but I gotta, I've, I've gotta say, it's one of my influences. Now, is this the first thing that you've, uh, you've been working on, or did, have you been writing your whole life and then finally found like, ah, oh, this is the one that needs to take most of my attention? My little sister and I have always like just written books for fun. We've always just written stories just for the heck of it because that's how we like to kill time. It's always been a hobby of mine that way. And um, But yeah, this is the first book I've I've written in a serious way that I've actually thought could go somewhere. Do you see uh, you're on what? Chapter uh, what, what chapter are you on now? I just I have 44 chapters 44. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you see the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, or uh, does does I it... actually I don't so much because what I do is since I don't have any plot lined up, any like specific. I mean, I have some specific goals I want to hit, and like I know the the main point of what's going to be happening. But then, like as I write, things just sort of happen and branch off, and I have a lot of characters, so a lot of potential for them to to do a lot of things that I hadn't necessarily planned on. So it 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 um I don't quite see an end in the horizon and I, I really I like it that way because I really, really enjoy the world that I have created and all the characters. I just love the characters. So I kind of wouldn't want it to end. It's like it's it's much like reading a a series that you really love. Like one thing I love about Terry Pratchett, his books is they just go on and on and on. He just has so many of them. And I really like that. I, I don't like endings. So, hmm. yeah. Are you uh, excited about the possibility of seeing it in a printed form in a bound book? Oh, definitely. I love it. I, I'm not much of a fan of, well, I mean, before I, before my book was on the internet, I wasn't really a fan of ebooks and reading um, in the electronic format. But um, I, I've come around to it now, and there are so many good books on, um, on Jukepop. I've really come around to it. But I do love the physical copy of a book, and it would be so cool to see my book, actually. It, it just, it would look very official. I'd be very proud of that. <laughs> With your name on the cover, yeah. Yes, it's a great um, So Jukebop has introduced you to uh, some other authors as well. Yeah. Um, which is a great. So you're, you're, how many of the Jukebop, uh, excuse me, Jukebop titles are you uh, uh, into right now? I think I'm, I've, I'm reading about 30 books right now. Wow. Yeah. That's they're, amazing. they're, 
yeah, there's so many good ones on there. Are your uh, children avid readers as well? Um, my oldest is just learning to read. She is. Uh, she loves being read too, but mm-hmm. she, um, yeah, she's like, my oldest isn't quite. They're, they're they're little yet. Well, being read too is a great way to get excited about. Oh yes. Family reading, yeah. They're very excited about. They know I'm. I'm really. I'm writing this book for my daughters. Actually, they're they're pretty excited because they know that I'm writing a book for them. So. So yeah, they they're very into it. Well, congratulations on getting your readers, and I, I I wish you the best of luck with this book and with a summer writing project. But at the very least, you're going to have this thing that that you made, which is exceptional. Thank you. And uh, I actually, yeah, I had a lot of fun reading through it, and I, I look forward to reading more of it. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon. All right, take care. This has been The How and the Why by Black Hill Press. I'm John Barrett Ingalls. The show was produced by Kevin Stanek and yours truly. The music is Maya Lua by Bossa Zuzu. I wanted to thank everybody for your creativity and your inspiration and to remind you all to keep making art. Thank you.